Want to know anything and everything related to pets? You're in the right place. Join us as we talk to pet industry experts about pet fitness and health, pet travel, foods and recipes, pet horoscopes, and much, much more. This episode is brought to you by Fido Fitness and Play, the pet industry's leader in pet transportation. This is Everything Pets with your host, Ed Walden. Hello, pet lovers. I am your friend and host, Ed Walden, and welcome to another episode of the Everything Pets podcast, podcasting from Washington, D.C. in the Fido Fitness and Play Power Center. The key to any successful relationship is good communication. Wouldn't it be great to have insight into what makes your pet tick? Knowing your pet's personality and knowing what they like or dislike will strengthen your bond with your pet. In today's episode, I'll be chatting with renowned astrologer Lisa Stardust. Oh, yeah. Lisa hails from New York City. Thank you for riding with MTA New York City Transit. And has been practicing astrology for the past 15 years. Lisa is the resident astrologer for Oprah Daily, Teen Vogue, and Rover.com. Her upcoming book, Saturn Return Survival Guide, Navigating This Cosmic Rite of Passage, will be released in May 2021. I am really looking forward to speaking with Lisa about astrology for pets and their horoscopes. But first, let's add a little humor and hear from our sponsor. Why do seagulls fly over the sea? Because if they flew over the bay, they will be called bagels. (laughs) Hi, pet parents. Zoe Dove here. And I want to tell you about our friends at Fido Fitness and Play, North America's number one pet transportation service. Fido Fitness and Play has been safely transporting pets since 2008 in clean, temperature-controlled vehicles, reliably and on time. If you need pet transportation service, call our friends at Fido Fitness and Play at 844-738-3973 or visit their website at FidoFitnessandPlay.com. You can find them on Twitter at DC Fido. Hi, I'm Kristen Cooley from Madison, Wisconsin, and you are listening to the Everything Pets podcast with your host, Ed Walden. Welcome back, pet lovers. Now it's time to talk pet horoscopes with the newest friend of the Everything Pets podcast, celebrity astrologer, Lisa Stardust. Lisa, welcome aboard. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk about pet astrology with you and for everyone to hear all about it. It's a pleasure to have you. Well, let's start off by you telling us who Lisa Stardust is and how in the world did you become such an amazing astrologer? So I'm an astrologer from New York City. I've been an astrologer for quite some time. I grew up sort of with all of this cosmic and celestial and new age energy in my household. And as time progressed, I realized that my calling was to be an astrologer after working every single job imaginable. I always came back to astrology or every job that I had incorporated magical elements into it in some capacity. So by the time I was going through my Saturn return and for the years after, 
I decided to really pursue it professionally. Would you share with us what astrology is and why is it important for humans and their pets? Well, astrology is the study of the stars. And when we look at astrology, we can see what's going on in the sky and how it relates to us on Earth. There's a saying that says, so above, so below, or as above, so below. Simply that means that whatever's going on in the heavens affects us on Earth. And when we look at something that's called a birth chart, it's our personal map to understanding ourselves based on the snapshot of where the planets were at the time that we were born. So astrology can really help give us our personal understanding to ourselves and to the world around us and relationships as well. What is a zodiac sign by definition? As you know, there are 12 different zodiac signs or 13 if you, depending on what you adhere to, but we're going to go with 12 because I use 12. That is where the sun was shining at the time you were born on the constellation. So for example, if your sun sign or zodiac sign is an Aries, it means that at the time you were born, the sun was sort of shining its light on the constellation of Aries for earthlings to see. Well, could you explain to us the difference between a zodiac sign and a horoscope? So the zodiac sign is a constellation where you were born. And a horoscope is your prediction based on all the transits that are happening. So think of the zodiac sign as just a constellation. And the horoscope is how all the planets in the sky currently affect your constellation that you were born under. Now, I know about human astrological signs and horoscopes, but never really heard about signs and horoscopes for animals. I was born in late November, and I believe that makes me a Sagittarius. Is an animal that was born in late November a Sagittarius also? Or are animal astrological signs and horoscopes different than humans? Well, all living things and beings are the same astrological signs and animals are the same signs as humans. I write the pet horoscopes for rover.com and it's interesting because a lot of people always really want to know what's going on with their pets or like what, how the cosmos are affecting their pets. So learning about their horoscope based on their sun sign can really change the dynamic that you have with them as well. Many pets are rescued or adopted, and their birth dates may not be known. Is there a way for a pet parent to find out the astrological sign of their adopted pet? So, if we're dealing with household pets like dogs, parrots, cats, snakes, any smaller animal, you can look at your astrology chart. You can go to astro.com or you can go to cafeastrology.com to create your birth chart. And you're going to need your personal birth date, location, and time of birth. And when you create the chart, you're going to look at the wheel, the zodiac wheel. And the sixth house is going to be the house for your dogs, your cats, your pets, and smaller household animals are. So that way, you really don't need to have their chart to find out what's going on with them and their life. You can just look through your chart. 
Now, if you wanted to look at larger animals, like a horse or a cow or I guess a goat, like farm animals, you can go to the 12th house and the 12th house of your astrology chart is going to talk about larger animals and what's going on in their life. So you really don't need to look further than your own chart in case you don't know their birth information. So does size matter? Is it a matter of the size of the pet or simply if the pet lives in your home? Well, I know that there are obviously some dogs that are larger than other dogs, some cats that are larger than other cats. And, you know, obviously there's a difference between gerbils and like a Rottweiler in size. But we say household pets in the sixth house just because those are pets that we can have inside versus animals that really need space to live like cows or like sheep. That's how we classify them. Well, Lisa, I'm excited to hear about my Rottweiler, Zeus. He was born on July 28th, which I believe makes him a Leo. Can you tell me about Leo pets? And if you don't mind, please share with our listeners the other pet horoscopes as well. So I pulled up his chart and he is a Leo sun with a Taurus moon. And your sun is your ego and your will. The moon is your emotional nature. When we look at the sun and the moon, we really can decipher the personality of a living being. With a Leo sun, it does make him very playful and very fun-loving, very generous, very loyal. And with a Taurus moon, that means that On a bad day, he can be a little bit lazier and just wants to chill and relax and really indulge in watching TV, cuddling, laying down. However, he does have a big appetite for anything that he can get his hands or paws on to eat because of the Leo moon, and he does enjoy all the pleasures in life. Also, with a Leo sun and a Taurus moon, he is a very creative type of dog. Pretty possible that with the sun and the moon that he is someone who will pretty much find ways to entertain himself no matter what he does. So you don't have to worry about him being bored because he'll always have things to do and things to create. If your pet's son is an Aries, then they are going to be really rambunctious. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, and Aries tend to be wanting to be overachievers, so your pet will probably want to be the best pet ever. Also has a little bit of an impatient nature, so you probably really want to get their food ready for them on time when they're hungry, or if they want to go outside and play, you really have to have their leash ready to take them out ASAP. Taurus pets are going to be a little bit more lazier than Aries pets. However, they really are more creative. So they'll always be finding ways to entertain themselves. Gemini pets tend to bark a little bit more than other pets just because Gemini is ruled by Mercury, who is the planet of communication. Cancer pets might want to get a little bit more cuddles and hugs just because cancer is a tender sign. Leo pets, we just went over that. They're very fun loving, very generous, very playful. I know a lot of Virgo pets actually 
and Virgo pets tend to be a little bit discerning. However, they also are very patient and very accepting of their owner. Libra pets are really chill because Libra is a really fair and balanced sign. So they're really not going to get irritable until they feel that you're not giving them enough attention. Scorpio pets are probably going to have a whole secret area where they hide their toys just because Scorpios are known to be a little bit mysterious and secretive. Sagittarius pets are going to love to explore when they go outside for walks, love to play in the dog run. Capricorn pets are really going to be more reflective just because Capricorn is a little bit of a serious sign. However, they're just going to make sure that everything is right before they allow themselves to lean in and have fun. Aquarius pets are going to be the pets who stare out the window just because Aquarius is more of a voyeur sign, voyeuristic sign. So they're going to kind of have that fun gaze as they watch people play in the park and then decide to chase birds if they're irritating them. And then a Pisces pet is going to be a super intuitive pet who also serves like more of a familiar just because they're going to really want to protect their pet parent as well. Are all zodiac signs compatible? If not, should pet parents only have pets they're astrologically compatible with? I believe that every sign can be compatible with every sign. I think that astrological compatibility is something that I hope people are trying to move away from just because there are a lot of different factors that contribute into astrological compatibility. And what I found as an astrologer is that people who have horrible synastry often have the more long-lasting relationships. Just because people and pets and beings, we all want to work through problems together. So I think that if things are really easy, then they can be really boring. If they're difficult, then it makes the relationship grow and evolve with time. So if your dog is too complacent, you're like, oh, I kind of want my dog to bark more. What's wrong? Why aren't they complaining as much? So it's like if your dog barks a lot, then you can understand what they're trying to articulate more, what the issue is that's underlying that they can't express. I think that it does open more communication with the more tense aspects. I think that by knowing your pet's sun sign, it can really help you comprehend their basic needs. So for an example, I have a friend who has a Taurus cat. And the Taurus cat really loves shiny, beautiful, sparkly things, right? And really likes to luxuriate in the sun. Knowing that the cat really likes to just chill at home and isn't running around meowing all the time can really help her understand that this is just an animal who likes to really be doesn't need any attention just likes to play like with their own sparkly toys and have fun by themselves and knowing that you have a pet who is a Sagittarius you may want to take the pet out to the dog walk and take them off the leash and let them explore and let them run around on their own and not really watch them so much just because Sagittarius's love to be free versus having a cancer dog where they might want you to be nearby because 
cancers really need a little bit of nurturing and extra love sometimes. Well, Lisa, let's talk about your book. What's the name of the book and what is it about? The book that I have coming out next month is called The Saturn Return Survival Guide. And it's a guide on how to survive the Saturn return, which is a transit that happens every 27 to 29 years. And it's a pivotal point for us earthlings, pets included. When someone lives through their Saturn return, it's a really pivotal point because they're basically becoming an adult according to the stars. And when they experience their first Saturn return, they're kind of having their entranceway into adulthood. Now, the second Saturn return that happens in the 50s is a time of like reflection when we are dealing with the next point of our um, journey. And then in our 90s, it's a time of reflection. So we do mark a lot of pivotal times for us all. And my book just talks about how we can all kind of get through the energy when it occurs. Well, how can we purchase the book? Um, you can purchase it at Amazon. I also have a deck of cards coming out this summer, which is called the, the Astrology Deck. And it's a how-to guide on how to read your birth chart. So you could purchase that as well on Amazon.com. You can just search my name and find both books there. If pet parents wanted to get in contact with you for additional information, how could they? They can reach out to me on my website, lisastardust.com. They can also follow me on Instagram at lisastardustastro, Twitter, lisastardust underscore, and Facebook at lisastardust. I'm very accessible if you have any questions about your pet's horoscope. Well, Lisa, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks for being on the show, and we would love to have you come back. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. And I hope that I gave you clarity in how you can relate to your pet more. That's Lisa Stardust, everybody. Hey, we'd love to announce and congratulate the winner of this month's trivia challenge. And the winner is... Caden Green of Temple Hills, Maryland. Caden was the first listener to submit the correct answer to the question, which animal has the most teeth? Cats, dogs, or wolves? The correct answer is dogs and wolves. They both have 42. Congrats, Caden. We have $50 coming your way. Well, I see our engineer behind the glass, Tori Betts, and she's flashing her yellow light at me, and that means that my time is running out. Aww. Until next time, my friends, always be kind to pets and animals because they'll be kind to you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Podcast Pets. Find us on YouTube at the Everything Pets Podcast and subscribe and check out our website at talkingpets247.com for special offers and product information. Okay, I'm Ed Walden and I am out of here. Hi, Daddy. 
Love this episode of Everything Pets? Let us know with a review. Also, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Follow us on social media at Podcast Pets and check out our website at TalkingPets247.com. This episode is brought to you by Final Fitness and Play, your pet transportation expert.